the Art and Industry of Business and Living podcast, discussing conscious choices around business, money, life and living and creating a greater future for you and the planet. Welcome to the art and industry of business and living. And surprise, surprise, I'm here. Simone Millis is your host. How does it get any better than this? <laughs> Every week I'm here for you, for us, for the planet. And today I have a good friend of mine joining us all the way from Sweden. So welcome, Katarina Valentin. Thank you. Yes, I'm all the way from Sweden. Did I say it correct? You did. You were amazing. Which is pretty funny. I mean, it sounds funny because I have known Kat for how many years have I known you for? I think like eight, nine years. Yeah, it's been a long time. Billions of years. Yeah. Yes. But I don't always say her last name. And with the Swedish accent, (laughs) (laughs) it's it's always a little bit different. I always hassle the Swedes. I think it's... It's not a real language. It's just like, as the Cookie Monster would say, it's like the hurdy-gurdy, hurdy-gurdy, hurdy-gurdy. I'm like, <laughs> it doesn't. I, I was like, actually listening. No, I really like when ahead. you say it the Swedish way because otherwise it's Wallentine, and that really doesn't work. So Valentin is better. So you did really good. Right. I'm very grateful. Valentin. Valentin. Cool. Yes. You're welcome. <laughs> so I'm pretty excited about this. This is a bit of a different podcast we're doing today because this is about a book and I'm asking Kat if I can have more information on this book that she actually co-wrote with Dr. Dane here who I'm sure you've heard me talking about, Dane. Uh, He's the one that explains the clearing statement when I send you to theclearingstatement.com. He's the co-creator of Access Consciousness, and they created this book together, which is called The Baby Unicorn Manifesto. (laughs) What was the inspiration for this book? Well, it's one of those books that really came out of real life. You know, we had a good friend, um, actually an Australian good friend named Justine Michael, who for nine months, as you do, waited for her baby to come. And then finally the day was there and the baby plopped out and Dane wanted to send something to Justine, just, you know, out of joy, out honoring this new being that came in into the world. So he wrote a quite long text uh, to her about how he how he perceived that a baby should be received into the world, like a, this new unicorn, mm-hmm. you know, taking its first step on Earth. And that was really the start. And then we, we put it somewhere where more people could see it. Everybody was so taken by this. And I took that text and kind of put it in the context of well, what it like if a unicorn was born into this earth and other unicorns came up, what would they say to it? What would they, what would they give to it there where it took its first, you know, steps on the planet? So that's really how it started. So it, it came out of a real unicorn being born. I love that. So can I ask, is there any particular reason why it was a unicorn? Cause I know that unicorn is, you know, is trending right now. <laughs> I'll use that word, <laughs> but I mean, so a unicorn is what we say is a, a magical creature, a mystical, magical creature who doesn't exist, but I want to say, or does it? Exactly. Well, <laughs> it's, it's, it's funny. Cause I must, I am not one of those big unicorn fans. I don't, I've never, I never drawn unicorns in the way they're presented everywhere. It's not, it's, it's different for me. The unicorn is that what you describe it as that mythical creature that, you know, that we are that because 
because we could look at ourselves as something normal, average, something that just are like everyone else, or we can look at ourselves as a unicorn who are unique, who will become something that we don't even know we can become, something that never existed on the earth before. I think I actually wrote in that whole thing where we were, you know, where people were looking at what he had texted and I said, it's like a baby unicorn manifesto. It's like a manifesto for what we should be telling these unique beings that are coming into the world instead of, hey, now you come. Now you have to figure out how to be like everyone else. What if they had to, you know, look at what am I? Who could I be? What is possible now when I'm here? You know, it's very different. So that's, I think, where it came from in the beginning. Which is funny because when you say manifesto, I'm sorry, but you know what I usually go to is the Unibomber <laughs> <laughs> or something like that, like a manifesto like that, you know. So it's like it's, this is very refreshing. And I too is, am not one of those people that was like, yay, can I get unicorn pyjamas and, and do all of that. But I'm, And you know this about me yeah. too, Kat. I was just like, I don't get the unicorn thing. Why is everyone talking about unicorns? Like. <laughs> And when I actually read this book, I, I said to Kat, you know what? I actually get the unicorn thing with this book. It was so, so beautiful. And for me, I mean, I have a child. I know lots of children and I was a child. And I remember the books that I used to read and the ones that I liked. And there's not a great deal of books out there that are empowering kids to be them and to, you know, be that magical being that they be. So I, I think it's brilliant that, that you guys have, have done this. And, what, and one of the things, thank you so much. And, and one of the things with this book is it's, so I have a daughter who's 15 and uh, when she was born, I hadn't started using any of the access consciousness tools that, that we're both using, both Simone and I a lot. And I was a very insecure mother. I read every book I could find about how I was supposed to like, you know, bring my child up and what was correct. And, and I look at that today, and this book is also for the parents. Like, it's, it's a book for children to read, and they seem to like it. Like, a lot of children wants to hear it at night before they go to bed. And it's also for the parents. Like, look, you don't have to do... You have this unique being that came into your life, and you don't have to do this as everyone else. Your only mission is really to show this being that it can be anything, that it is like perfect, wonderful, amazing, just the way it is right now. And that's, I, if I look back, like I, I think I started to become more me when my daughter was around four years old. And today she's an amazing young lady, you know, she's 15. And I look at her and I'm like, I'm so grateful that I found the tools to give her the sense of her, like that we now together are like exploring what's possible. Mm. So I would say it's a book for children and parents. It's, it's not, it's. I would too. I agree. Yeah. I mean, and, and how fun to actually read a book that's, uh, <laughs> that's got something, you know, good in there. I've got a couple of questions I want to ask you about the book too. Yeah. So there's a part in the book that says those last words, they often repeat accompanied by the firm stomping of their golden hoofs. <laughs> you can do no wrong in our eyes, baby unicorn know that baby unicorn. So can you talk a little bit about what does knowing we can do no wrong in someone's eyes contribute to us? Oh, that's a great question. So, so one of the things I think actually stops us most is we're trying to do things right. All our lives, we're trying to find 
how we can do things right. And, and it limits everything because we're continuously judging if we're doing things right or wrong. If you knew you could do nothing wrong in their eyes, you have total choice to actually choose to get more awareness, to choose to explore, to choose to discover what is, you know, what's true for you. And that's, if we gave children that sense that they could do no wrong in our eyes, you open up a whole new universe for how they can go into this world. I'm not sure if that's what you were asking for, but that's <laughs> no. It's no, that's good. It's it's good explanation, and I mean, it's interesting too because, like I said, I have a 13 year old son at the moment, my stepson, who I absolutely adore. And even this week, I was just like, <laughs> he's at boarding school, and I thought he would come home and and visit me this weekend because I'm going overseas. You know, that makes sense, doesn't it? You see each other before you go. And he was like, no, I want to stay at school. I was a bit shattered and I was like, oh, and Brendan said, Simone, he's 13. And I went, all right, what does that mean? And he said, he's 13. All he cares about is food and his penis. And I went, no, no, he hasn't got to that stage yet, has he? And he went, yeah, he has. But it's interesting because if you allow them to choose – and just allow them to choose to be them and not take offense and not take it personal. It's just like, okay, Nash, what do you require? What do you desire from me? And a lot of the times it's not much. And a lot of the times then it might be more, but getting him to know and to grow into what he can be like as a 13 year old boy, instead of a projection of what he should be. I'm so grateful that he had the ease and the like allowance in himself to say, no, I'm going to stay at school this weekend. And he had nothing on it. He wasn't like, I'm doing it against you or anything, but to give them choice. So I get that that choice works so closely in with that, you know, the knowing. It's like, what do you know? What would you like to create today? What do you desire to create? And dealing with that whole, you know, they're two, they're three, they're five, they're 10, they're 15. It's like, you know, different, different, different things occur as they, as they grow up. You know, this book is for small children, like the baby unicorn, but it really is, like you say, all through their lives. Like when you have a 15-year-old, you are you are dealing with completely different things that you're looking for with <laughs> yes, this, yeah. this child. But the, giving them this awareness that they know and that they cannot do something wrong actually allows you to talk to them yeah. about completely different things. Because I have conversations with my daughter about, you know, what choices there are, but because she gets that I'm not trying to tell her what's right or wrong. I can also say, look, this may not be the best choice. You know, I, yeah. There's a space for me to have a point of view because it's not already said that my point of view is right. So there's a there's something with this knowing. It's so interesting that you picked that one, but that knowing that you're you know knowing that you're not wrong in our eyes. I don't think that's really part of the world oh. right now. No, I don't either. And there's another book, there's another part in your book here too that says, and then they continue, your only task is to choose who you would like to be and we will do our best to support you in every choice you make. So many people don't know that they can choose who they would like to be. Like most people have definitions of themselves that they've come from other people, you know, and they believe that is who they are, like whether it's parents projecting at them or what they should or shouldn't do, like my example of Nash this weekend, et cetera. So if someone's never considered that they can choose, like who they would like to be, how would you recommend that they actually start to do that? You know, it's interesting. My daughter plays theater and she was in this big play the other day, they had, you know, 
they had rehearsed for months. It was a very, very serious play by Bertolt Brecht, a German playwright from like the 40s. So, and, and she was on stage and she was amazing. She had this presence. She, you know, she really was amazing on stage. And, and um, I'm separated from her father. And he texted me after and said, she was so impressive. It was amazing to see. And now he said, we have to show her that she can use this in other areas in theater. Because, you know, having her choose theater would be the worst thing ever in his right. head. And I looked at that text and I'm like, wow, this is actually what we do. Like, I don't, I don't have any point of view. If she wants to be an actor, that's amazing. If she wants to be something else, that's amazing. But what I would like to do is to support whatever she chooses. But it, it yeah. has to come from that I actually don't have an investment from me that, I, that kind of like where I have a point of view of what she will become because that is connected to who I am. So I think somehow this is one of the most interesting part. What if what she became is not a reflection of who I am? What if I'm letting her become what she would like to mm. become and support that. And you're right. Most people don't think they have choice at all. I mean, that comes from hundreds of years back where you would become basically mm -hmm. what your parents were. Like that's kind of what we've been, you know, what we have with us. Well, I think that's, it's really beautiful. Like your only task is to choose who you would like to be and we will do our best to support you in every choice you make. Now I grew up with a father who basically said mm. that and he meant it and he did it. And I grew up with a mother who would say something like that, but what it, the subtext was, you had better do what I'm suggesting. <laughs> you know. And my dad used to say to me, don't worry about your mother. I will, I will handle her. It's your life. You must choose. And he would always have my I back. Love it was father. like, I'm so grateful that I grew up with that. I know, me too. <laughs> and it is interesting because that's one of the things with all these, all the words in this book. If they're just words, it doesn't matter. That this is one of the things with, I would say that most. Most things are energetic. So you can read this book and have the point of view your mom had where you say that, you know, I will support you in anything you do and then have that, but you better do what I choose and then I will support you. Mm. So th the book is like a start of kind of inviting people to look at things at a different, you know, different way, like parents and children, like there is another possibility out there. And then so much else comes with that. It won't, it is who you kind of have to be the book too. You have to be willing to be, be what is in there. You know, it's like a first step that, that weekly first step that the unicorn takes. That's also our first step on this exploration of a different mm. way of, of being co-creating like together, the, the baby unicorn and you as a parent, if you are a parent. So. Oh, I love that. I mean, I love the, the first thing that you, you basically said and, you know, with, I mean, imagine what it would be like if every single child that was born onto this planet was born with the energy of you are a gift. And that's what I get that this book is being. I mean, I see so many kids born and it's, it's like, oh, it was a mistake or, oh, I wish it was a girl or I wish it was a boy or that's going to cost us more money or, you know, all these different points of view rather than you're a gift in the world. Like, what would you like to create? So, so is there going to be more baby unicorn books, Carolina? <laughs> well, we, we were actually, the other day, we were talking about doing a baby teenage book. You know, what would happen when the baby unicorn, like, when, when they, they grow, grow up? up. That's a great idea. So that, 
Oh, I know. Yeah. What about like when they go into puberty and stuff? I mean, have you seen that that show on Netflix? It's so friggin' hilarious. It's the cartoon one. Oh, Dane uh, loves it. Yes, it Dane loves it. It's where the the yes the the hormones kind of bump around it. Yeah. Yes, it's fabulous. It's so funny. But what if you did something like that too? Because it, 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 that's it. It's like, how the hell do you become a 13-year-old or a 12-year-old or a 15-year-old? Like, what do you do to deal with this stuff? I mean, the other day, Brendan was saying, you know what, I need. I think I need to have a chat to Nash about honouring women because he heard him saying something and he was like, ooh, hang on a second, that could go down a different road. So giving him the information of what maybe is sort of a more – caring way to be or or the way that he is because Nash is such a caring, kind person. So, you know, what would you choose if you were choosing your reality? That would be brilliant. I love it. And now I get more ideas, you know, for like how that could be like with a teenage baby female unicorn and a teenage baby, you know, but now it's a teenage unicorn, right? And the male one and how, yeah, yeah. no. So that's what we'd be looking at. And that would obviously look different. It could, and they run together. They could have like pimples across the planet on adventures. Yes, and they could have pimples. You know, yeah, that they had to deal with. It's really weird when you get yeah. a pimple on your little unicorn horn. I mean, what do you do? And all of that. No, so that's kind of that's one thing that's in the works. And now I'm even more excited <laughs> to write this. We could use the experience of Nash and my daughter. So that's yeah, we we'll create a different world. Cool. So where can people buy the books? You can buy the books on Amazon, on Barnes and Nobles. Um, you can buy them in the Access Consciousness online shop. You can find everything on a website called thebabyunicornmanifesto.com. So thebabyunicornmanifesto.com, there's all the links to buy the books. But you should you should be able to find them if you search on, on Amazon, on Dr. Dane here, Baby Unicorn. <laughs> You know, also. I know it's been selling so well and people have been so happy with it. I've seen so many photos on social media and kids' faces. Like you can't make a kid, you know, have that much glee. <laughs> they don't do that unless they desire to. So it's like Ayla, a, a mutual friend of ours, Lauren, who's been on my podcast a few times and her twins, Ayla and Preston, the photos of them with the books was awesome. I just adored them. They were just so happy. And it's like, that's what it should be. Yeah. Like what if we could be that gift? Yeah, it's been truly amazing to see like how people actually receive the book. And we read it out loud for a group of, I think, like three, four hundred people when we launched it. And people were crying because there is something in them that that kind of remembers what it was like and what it could have been like. Mm. So it, it, it really does work for, you know, adults, too. It's not too late. It's never too late. It's got some magical, uh-huh. mystical creature in there yes. that doesn't exist. Or like I said, does it? <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> so, Kat, you're also writing another book, I hear, that by the time this podcast goes out will have launched. So tell us about that book. Uh, well, it's a very different book. It's still a children's book. It's for about age like 7 to 11. It's called Clara and the Climate Changer. And it's about this girl who wakes up one morning and then by the evening she has changed the world. So it, it is in one day, in one day nice. without even getting out of her pajamas. <laughs> She's in her pajamas the whole day and she goes to many places in her pajamas. So it's kind of like, um, if you really choose to, if you really demand to change something, what can actually occur with some magic attached, of course, and in a polar bear, there's a polar bear in the book too. So that's the new book. It's coming out, um, actually in a few weeks. So when this podcast goes live, um, you can find out more, if you like, on clarathechlimatechanger.com. 
Clara the Climate and Changer. And Clara is C-L-A-R-A, yeah. clarattheclimatechanger.com. And we'll have them, if you guys want to find out more about these books, if you want to click on the link where you can get the summary of today's show and uh, and we'll send you out the, the websites and everything so you can find them and purchase the books and change your life through books. So will Clara be wearing unicorn pajamas? Well, that's <laughs> such a brilliant idea. No, she won't. But I think we're going to have to do an alternative little picture now with her in her unicorn pajamas just to connect I think that's a good idea. Yeah. So, Katerina, you're amazing. You're incredible. Your brilliance, it's like, because I work very closely with Katerina too. She's a major contribution to the growth of Access Consciousness Worldwide, which is, you know, I mean, we're in over 170 countries with thousands of facilitators. We've got three companies and and I work very closely with her with that, but she's also a part of the Being You facilitators and runs that which is you know Dane here is the one who does the facilitation and then Kat is a major contributor to that as well with the being you which sort of so fits into this whole category too with the you know choosing and knowing etc and being you so don't forget to check out um you can check out Dane's book actually being you book.com yeah. I think it is yep and the baby unicorn manifesto we've got lots for you to read <laughs> and Clara the climate changer, changer. Clara, the climate changer. Perfect. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. And if you, if you ever want to, you know, check out what Katarina is doing, you can find her on the Access Consciousness website. And I have a website. I know that she's actually heading towards uh, being a body class facilitator as well. So if you're in Sweden, you might want to catch up with her at a, at a body class, although she does travel the world pretty much just as much as me. And you can find... <laughs> so, and you've got your own website. What's that one? KatarinaValentin.com. So K-A-T-A-R-I-N-A-W-A-L-L-E-N-T-I-N.com. So most things are also on there. Awesome. If you if you forget all the other websites and all the other books, they will all be on there. Go there. Yeah. <laughs> you can find the links to them all. Awesome. Uh, don't forget to check out accessconsciousness.com. Get your bars run. Please get your bars run. Get your bars run. Get your bars run. Go to I'm bars having class. my bars run today. I'm so happy. So. Oh, I'm getting mine run tomorrow. I'm very happy about that too before I head off to France. And please check out my friend Megan Hill's podcast, The What Else Is Possible Show, because she has some pretty cool people on there that she interviews as well. So any cat, anything you want to leave the listeners with? Any last unicorn magic? I would say, know that you know, and you know, and follow your rainbows, you know, the ones you like. Cool. Awesome. I love it. Thank you so much, Katerina, for joining me. You're amazing. Thank you so much. This was fun. I'm so grateful. (laughs) All right. I'll see you soon. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye.